coming up on the show. Son piccino, son carino, sono la gioia di papà. <laughs> Se mi sporco il vestitino e papà mi batterà. E sapevi come va? Pim pum pa! <laughs> Hey Mike, you want to play a game? What kind of game? I don't know, Scopa? Riscola? Poker? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of This Italian American Life. I am your host as always, Peter Marchiafava, and with me... Michele Spatola, Michael. The only, the one, the Michael. Yes. And today, we're going to talk about family card games. That's right. What we used to play growing up, what the parents used to play growing up, more importantly. Yes. And, uh, and, and the chaos that ensued. Oh, always the chaos that ensued. <laughs> Awful. It's, I mean, we can, we can both say both of our, our, our parents were definitely into the card games when we were growing up. They would Absolutely. always be playing, right? Yep. Yep. And there was cheating. Always. Rampant. Yes. Yep. And... There was uh, the denial of cheating, but the acknowledgement of cheating at the same time, which is like amazing. Exactly. It's like, it's like I didn't do it. And yeah. if I did do it, it wasn't that big of a deal. I no cheat. I just play good. <laughs> but I cheat. <laughs> you cheated me. I cheated you. Oh, my Lord. Dude, one of my like first memories, just first memories in general, is like... Me holding onto my mom while she's playing cards at Zia Maria's table. Mm-hmm. You remember that long table, Zia Maria? They still play cards. Of course they do. Yeah, absolutely. They would play Trentuno, mm-hmm. 31. They would play different poker games. That's right. They would play all the different, like, you know, Scopa. Not really Scopa, though. I, I don't know. Scopa's more what they, they would play, play for the kids. Yeah, exactly. That was more of a kid's game. Yeah. When they sat down and played with money, they were playing poker mm-hmm. and different types of poker. They would play for hours, you know? That, would, that and was it, the evening's entertainment. You know what I loved about it, though, with our family? It wasn't like, like, other families would be like, oh, the men are playing cards and, like, right. the women are, like, cleaning up. Like with our family, like it was pretty mixed. Yeah, like everybody played, or at yeah. least a mix of people played. Right? Yeah, you know. No, it... you had the knock when you had Trentuno. Remember that? <laughs> yes. You had the knock. Of course, yeah. when you when thought you, you had the, the best hand. I, mean, oh, I was one card away. Yeah. <laughs> oh mercy, dude! And, and but but let's talk about those games that we played growing up. Then let's talk about Scopa. Yeah. Like Scopa is one of those games that I, I really don't feel people play much anymore. And it's it's unfortunate. But you want to explain it? Um, no, <laughs> honestly, dude, I haven't played Scopa in really. I, I don't remember the last time I played. Okay, it's been a long time. That's unfortunate, man. We need to play sometime. I know it would take me probably five minutes to catch Not up. Not even. Yeah, it's a very simple game. I know you have three cards in your hand. Right. There's four cards on the table. Right. Your card in your hand needs to be the sum. Of whatever cards you pick up on the table. Right. And that's it. Whoever has the most cards. Well, there's there's multiple different ways to score points. No, I'm not saying and the rules of the up. game would be 
I, uh, it would be acknowledging the value of the cards. That would take me like a couple minutes to catch up on again. Other than the set to bed, of course, right? Right, that's obvious. <laughs> but you know, the guy on the horse with the little gold coin in the corner. A cavallo, of uh, course. Uh, okay. Come on. I'm just. No, you know what? I'm, I I'm, this is my chance to be a little Italian superior. No, no, no. I'm gonna take this. Yes, take it all you want, <laughs> because. I I feel bad even saying it. Scopa Uh-oh. was not my uh, favorite. You never played it, huh? Uh, no, no, no. I played it, but it just wasn't something that I thought was fun. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Even when I was a kid. I like poker. Even as a kid? Yeah. Really? I loved it. And so I still like play. Watching- I play to this day. Mm-hmm. And I play with my friends that I've you know known almost my entire life. Nice. And we get together like once a month and we play poker and we, you know... It's like dealer calls it, right? So we don't play like Texas Hold'em tournaments or anything like that because that's fucking boring. Okay, you're not Doyle Brunson. You know what I mean? Like you're sitting around with like a, like literally maybe seven other dudes. It's like relax. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like when you play Texas Mm Hold'em tournaments at somebody's house, I I just. You just can't do it, huh? No, it's not that I can't do it. I just feel like when you have that person that's like taking it too serious, it's like there's Vegas, which you should probably just go and live there. And Man, like, poker's not, Vegas isn't about poker, dude. Vegas. No, wants I'm not saying it's about poker. I'm just saying that like when you have that person that's at a poker game that's just taking it way too serious, that person's annoying. Like, let me tell you something. It's a little too much. If I showed up to a personal poker game like at somebody's house and somebody was wearing glasses i would immediately be like you need to get the fuck out of here all right take your fucking glasses and go somewhere else yeah there's there's no call for that here no that when i play when we play with our friends it reminds me of like how our family played in the sense of like they would play all these different types of games mm-hmm. you know and if you didn't know the game you pick it up right, right. like you're They'd still being dealt in right exactly it's never a big deal and they never played for like huge money or anything like right. that it was just more for like the fun and the whole time they were just talking oh, but that's what it was all about exactly. i always remember on the drive homes there would always be that conversation in the car on the way home yeah like oh what did you hear what did you talk about like right. They would just, they would share notes at the end of the night. There was six different conversations happening <laughs> at a table of eight. Yes. How? Work that math out. Uh, it's, well, they're Italians. Right. So like some people were using their hands to talk to some people and right. their mouths to talk to others. It exactly. Was, it was a whole thing. That's exactly what it was. It was <laughs> literally, no, but like if you were a stranger off the street and let's say for some reason you decided, oh, I hear some commotion and I'm lonely. I'm going to go into this house where it seems like there's a lot of, you know, commotion. Mike, are you going doing on. okay, man? You need to talk about something or no, no, I'm talking about somebody else, you know, yes. a friend. Let's, let's call him M Spatola. Right? No. Oh no, you're right. That's too much. Michael no. S. All right. Hey, I, I have plenty of friends. I have no problem. I'm talking about if no, that's, because that's not a cry for help. No. I don't know what is asshole. <laughs> Fucking listen. If I were walking past the place and I heard that commotion, I'd be like, oh, that's that's something that's familiar. There's people having fun out there. Exactly. Yeah. I'm talking about a person that was like, what could possibly be going on in that house that it's so loud, right? <laughs> and they have to investigate. Oh, like yeah. a white person in a fucking scary movie, you know? <laughs> oh, I hear something around the corner. And instead of just moving your fucking ass down the street and no, going out by your business. Yeah, I need to go check this out. Somebody might be in trouble. Samantha, stay close behind me. Yeah. So I would imagine if somebody <laughs> like that were to come in and 
walk into a room where like a full on poker game was going on with mm. our family, it'd probably be like, all right, somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> this is about to get violent in like two seconds. There's a seconds. lot of yelling. Yeah. I don't understand, you know, especially if they don't understand Italian. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Because it sounds angry. Or it can oh, sound angry. It sounds totally angry. Oh yeah. And the and the thing is, they're 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 playing a friendly poker game, and maybe in the pot is three dollars. <laughs> but you would think it's three thousand. Oh yeah, with the you way they're going mean? at each other, one hundred percent. Ma che fai? Ho già buttato queste carte e io io ho bisogno queste carte. Noi siamo la stessa squadra. Che che minchia fa? You know what I mean? Like yes. they would be like, we're on the same. Like if they like if somebody threw a bad card and like they didn't time it right. Like no, if you threw that at the right time, mm-hmm. that could have helped me. Like we're on the same fucking team. Oh my lord, like, get I, like your 31? brain together. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes. Oh my lord. I just don't understand how you can not play cards. Like I l- look forward to those little games with my friends. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. It's not about anything. No. It's just it's it's just that that it's it's about like doing something while you're talking with each other and like and having that moment with right. your friends and family. It's it's that quality time that you get with those people. Right. And you're doing it, you know, by playing cards, which is playing a game of chance, but it's also a game of like strategy. Like right. you're just you're using your brain in so many different ways. I think it just it's it creates like a complete experience. Yeah. Not to get too nerdy on it, but no. You know what though? If we're gonna be real. Let's hear it. Some crazy fights broke out during those card games. Is that so? Not like fists, but there would be some serious arguments. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I know of arguments, but I don't yeah. know any specific Well, it's arguments. no secret that Italians can hold a grudge. No. Right? I, I've never heard of this. Like, really? Yeah. No, never. Yeah. never. Heard Italians this. can hold a grudge better than a donkey can hold a fucking barrel in Sicily. <laughs> Okay. It's about Dominic the donkey, the, the exact one, exactly. Tikiti <laughs> tak. All right, that donkey is a symbol of an Italian grudge. Like he will hold it, he will climb the hills of Sicily, <laughs> thinking about you the and entire he will time. Will not drop it. Yes. Okay, and. What happens is they get together, they play cards, it's an under, and it's under friendly circumstances, and that's mm-hmm. how it starts, right? But then, as the pot grows to $3, okay, <laughs> now it intensifies. It's getting real. Right? Somebody says something, you know, and it goes, oh, wait, what? What was that? Oh, you said something? Well, who are you to talk when uh, a couple weeks ago you did this? <laughs> and then... Oh, it always goes very deep, very oh, quick, yeah. doesn't it? And it's like you bring up every little thing that yep. you were ever pissed off about. And then it would like... Sometimes it would explode into a thing, you know? And the best part about it is we were all sitting there just being like, eh... Another crazy I mean, honestly, family get together. <laughs> I'm surprised that you knew because I wasn't even paying attention to what was going on with the adults. Mm. Usually we were like playing our own dumb games or doing our own dumb things. No, you know what? You know, truly, up. truly. It wasn't that you were. So the only time I, I really paid attention to the adults when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. like when we were kids. Yeah. You remember when we used to get like you would get in trouble, right? And. They were all be sitting around the table playing cards mm-hmm. and you get in trouble. And if you're, if your mom or your dad was at the table playing cards, oh, yeah. right. They, and they had to get up to come get your ass. Cause you got in trouble. The whole table. What do they do? I, 
I, I, I, because they knew your parent was getting up to come beat your ass because you were acting like an asshole. And they would all, instead of being like, no, nah, they're kids, they're playing, whatever, they'd be like, oh, mm, you're about to get it's it. It's going down. Bote. Ah, uh, right? I, That's the noise I, right there. I, uh, I guarantee you right now, Somebody in our family is hearing that and getting like the shudders. Oh yeah, the I. Somebody's flinching. Oh yeah. oh yeah, definitely. Sorry for the PTSD, everybody. Yeah, right. So when your parents got up and they came to give you bote, mm-hmm. it's what you did with a child. It's how you parent it. Yes. Yeah. It was just completely normal, accepted. You know, and recommended. As a matter of fact, absolutely. And yes. in my case, needed. You know, there's no. Doubt about it. When I was a kid, I was a little bit of a brat, and nobody, nobody will attest to that, Michael. Oh, nobody, nobody, will, attest nobody that. will say that I used to bite and scratch and do all that stuff. <laughs> Nobody's gonna say We're that. We're not gonna have any guests on that will that will attest to that at all. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not planning a series of guests just to embarrass you. No, it's all hearsay. It wasn't that it wasn't deserved, and it wasn't like over the top. Like it wasn't like, oh my god, like he's beating his no, child. You smack the bottom, a little bote, you know, yeah. a little two, three smacks, and it was so accepted. When you were little, do you remember a little nursery rhyme? Gira gira tondo. Well, that's another one. Okay, but this one's a little different. Let's hear it. Son piccino, son carino, sono la gioia di papà. <laughs> Se mi sporco il vestitino, e papà mi batterà. E sapevi come va? Pim pum pa. <laughs> so for those who don't speak Italian. Yeah, let's hear it. Son piccino, son carino is like, I'm little, I'm cute. Uh-huh. Okay. Sono la gioia di papà is like, I'm the joy of my father. I'm the, the apple, apple of, of my, my father's, father's eye. eye. Exactly. Yep. But, se mi sporco il vestitino, if I get my little outfit dirty. If you dirty your outfit. If you get your clothes dirty. Yep. Your papa, who's the apple of your, you know, you're the apple of his eye. He's going to hit you. <laughs> eh, papa, mi batterà. And, and not just once. <clears throat> once, twice, yeah. three times. E sapevi come va is, and you know how that goes, bim boom ba is the sound of getting smacked. That's right. You got a little smack. So the only reason but, I know that is yes. my father does that even, well, not anymore because my kids are older now, but when my kids were babies, he would do that with them, you know? <laughs> and he would do this thing, he, you know, like, they would sit on his lap and he would hold their hands and he they would be facing him, kind of sitting on his lap, and he would kind of lean them back while holding their hands and then pull them forward and of then course. lean them back. Yep. And as he was doing it, you know, son piccino, son carino, <laughs> son la gioia di papa. And he would sing the whole song. I love it. Yeah. I love that those like those wonderful little nursery rhymes. Even like no matter where, no matter what language you're you're speaking, it's always about it's. There's always a very harsh lesson involved. Oh, I mean, I mean, if we're gonna go talking about harsh lessons, uh, the ring around the rosy, you know, yeah. that was about exactly. the plague and a rockabye baby, right? You know, that cradle will fall. Yeah, <laughs> don't you forget it, right? No, the one I was thinking of was the one that ends in bella scaffo. Do you know which one that is? I, just I know Gira Gira Tondo. Right? Yeah. 
Because that was that's Ring Around the Rosie in Italian. You're right. Well, that was definitely another one. And unfortunately, I, I think that we'll get some emails on this because I, I have a feeling that my sisters definitely know about it. Right. And they did. They need to let us know because I am blanking on it right now. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, for now, let's go ahead and put a pin in this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get to some uh, listener email. Emails. And talk to some of our family. I love it. All right. Stick around. Mike, do you hear that? You hear, you hear that at the door? It sounds like a doorbell. I think it's the mailman. It is the mailman. The mailman has a mailbag for you. Yay! All right, let's open up the mailbag. Let's open it up and see what's inside. One of these days I'm going to have an actual, you know, sound effect for this, but yeah. for now... It's the sound of a bag opening. Really? Yeah. I or, thought that was like the, those beasts from Tremors trying to eat something. That's that, really what it sounds like. Or Gremlin. Gre- oh, naturally. Uh, See, I go Tremors, effect. you go Gremlins. That's that's the difference between us. It's... <laughs> I'm, One more time, can I'm you stacking papers? It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, before this gets, I'm sorting. Worse. I'm sorting the mail. Our first email is from Enza Dizio Giacchino. That's right. That's right. Vincenza Vicari Bentley. That's right. And she says, Peter and Michael, I'm so incredibly excited about this podcast you created. Peter, I didn't have the opportunity to get to know you because I left Chicago when you were so young. I love listening to this podcast. Let me know if there are any pieces of the puzzle I can fill in or funny stories about Michael as a kid that I can share. Enza, we will, you know what? I will definitely be reaching out to hear some of these Michael stories. I know that she's got some dirt on me (laughs) for sure. Oh, I love it. She's seen me in rare form. And let me tell you, it is so awesome to see this email and read it because, number one, I love the fact that you're listening. Thank you so much, Enza. Thank you. I love the fact that it's bringing you joy, and I love the fact that it's allowing you to get to know Peter. It's like we're it's- connecting without having to be in person. And that's a beautiful thing. I think this podcast is so cool in so many levels. Uh, it's just, I love it. Like I really this email is, is a perfect example of why we started doing this, mm-hmm. why we find it fun and we're inspired to keep doing it. And it's because of feedback and like this. So yeah, I want to hear those stories too, because <laughs> I want to give my chance to debate <laughs> or possibly rebuttal any sort of statement that oh, may come Mike, out you, you know you've got no defenses <laughs> no, come on now <laughs> of course not i'm just gonna agree and be like yeah i did that i'm sorry <laughs> i am terribly sorry for everything i did would it be odd for me to say i'm gonna guess one of the stories i you know what let's let's do it let's have you guess one of the stories and enzo will tell us if it's something she has in her head if so, not maybe it's gonna jog her memory for some more right so they moved to florida then they lived in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So they were out of Chicago for a long time. Right. But we always kept in touch. When they would come to visit, we always would make it a point to get together. Okay. And I remember one time they were at my house. I remember, well, this is when I was young. I was living with my parents. But I was a teenager. I was probably like 15 or 16, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. around that age, maybe even younger. I don't know. But we were at my parents' house. They were there. And we were all sitting at the... Uh, dinner table in the basement and 
I love my sisters, but especially around that age when you're in your teenage years, you know, you get on each other's nerves oh, 100%. and whatever. And I know how to, I, not I know how, but I, I tend to say things that are a little over the top, even though I don't necessarily mean what I'm going to do. But what? No, yeah, no, I never knew that about you. Yeah. So one of my pet peeves is, is when I'm talking and my sisters do it like just unconsciously mm-hmm. or consciously, I don't know. But if I go to say anything at a table, I get interrupted right? <laughs> and it's like my pet peeve and everybody that knows me, like my brother-in-law, Greg laughs about it. My brother-in-law, Joe, I, I, they just step si- all over it. They, they know it and they know it bothers me and they mm-hmm. do it on purpose now where if I go to say something, they'll interrupt and be like, Hey, what, what about that other thing that happened? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't, you know, and I, I, I know they're doing right. it on purpose and that's it still thing. bothers There's me. There's literally nothing you can do other than be no. okay with it, but that's not going to happen. No, right. I know they're doing it on purpose, but back then this is like, you know, this is like in the, the, the fledgling stages of this, like, you know, thing that I have oh, yeah. of this pet peeve. Right. And it started this. And I remember they laughed so hard cause they couldn't believe what came out of my mouth. And this is. Enza and Christina, her sister, and and Katya, you know, the three of them were over. And I don't know if they were all there at the same time. Maybe it was just two. I I don't know. The memory is kind of fuzzy. But I remember we were all downstairs and I got interrupted and I was holding a fork because we were eating dinner. And I was like, I will stab you with this (laughs) fork if you interrupt me again or something like that, you know. And they always used to bust my chops about my accent, you know, because they they moved from Chicago when they were young. Right. And they grew up in Florida mostly. So they got away from the Chicago accent. Well, listen, the Florida accent's no better. Okay. I mean, you know, it's Florida. Like we say Robbie, right? Mm-hmm. Our cousin Robbie. Our cousin Robbie. Roberto. No. No, well, it's that's Robert. Italiano, right? Right. Roberto. But, yeah, right. you know, when we say it, it's Robbie. It's Robbie. In Florida, Rob. <laughs> My name's Rob. My name's Rob. I'm hey, from Florida. Is is Rob a home? Like, I'm sorry. That's its own accent, and it's fine, and I'm not knocking it at all. I am. I'm knocking it. But the thing is, they like to talk about my accent. <laughs> because they used to make fun of me because I'd be like, you fat, nasty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I would be busting my sister's chops or whatever. Of course. You know? Was he fat, nasty, that, that Midwestern Chicago, like, hard oh, A? Oh, those A's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they used to laugh and make fun of me for talking like that. But, <laughs> you know, at the same time, they'd be like, fat, nasty. You know, like, they, like, have this, like, weird, soft, like, I'm sorry. I think our accent's well, better. It sounds cooler. I'm putting it on record, and I don't care who knows it. Anyway, Enza, thank you so much for the email. <laughs> that was very no, kind of you. And in all if retrospect. That, if that was one of your stories, I would love to hear it. If that wasn't one of your stories, I want to hear all the other stories. Please let us know. Yeah. Love you, Enza. Thank you for emailing us. Thank it's you, the best. Thank you so much. All right. Mike, who's next? Roberto. Oh, Robbie's back. Robbie, Rob. 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 Hey, Rob. What, Rob. what does Rob have to say? Rob Marshafava. From Florida, Roberto Rabi Marquefava says, just more info for your story of grandma baby's children. 
if of any use. Of course it's of use. Thank you for sending it. If nothing else, it's a salute anyway, a memory of a man who cherished me and all of us. And to help us recall our family to the point of your brilliant show that you two take so much time of your busy schedules to educate us all selfless. And he's ends it with Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. Robbie, I wish we spent that much time working on this show. Honestly, it's, it's an easy labor of love here. We're fucking winging it, bro. <laughs> so in the attachment in the email, Robbie included the obituary for Silvito. And it reads, Marchiafava Vito, 72, of Largo, died Sunday, August 15th, 1993, at home. He was born in Italy and came here in 1983 from Chicago. He was a landscaper and a poet. Huge part of our family. We're going to dive into that. We have to, because I still do it. Um, Many of our cousins still do it, and... My brother-in-law is in landscaping. Um, it, it's kind of only grown since our family has gotten At bigger, one time, I think it? it was more. There were more. I'll tell you this. Back in the day, if everyone got past their egos and, their, and somehow found a way to combine companies, that would be a huge company now. I mean, when they got started in landscaping, that was like the beginning stages of some of the companies that are huge now, they really? started around that time. Oh, so they all came up together. Yeah. And well, back in the day, most of the landscapers were Italian, you know, um, at least when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, all the way through the 80s, I mean, there were so many Italian landscapers, it was, it was crazy in the Chicago area. I mean... I could name 20 off the top of my head right now. Literally 20 different companies, all Italian-owned, and not like second generation, like first generation, or, you know, they themselves came from Italy and started a company in America. It's just what we did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, a big part of, uh, of uh, the Illinois landscape community was uh, a lot of them were Italian and, and it's and, different now. Right. Um, there's start, there's still a lot of Italian companies that remain. Um, but like you said, it's different. And, and Zio Vito being the oldest, he was probably the first one to get into that business. Am I right or no? I don't know. Uh, maybe it, it's quite possible Something because maybe dig into his brother, uh, Zio Nino and mm-hmm. uh, Zio Pino. Um, they started Joe and Tony landscaping in the seventies. Yeah. I think 72, Ross and Jack's, which is where I still work. That's right. Um, was started by uh, Zio Rosolino and Zio Giochino, were brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, that started in 1975. We're still alive and kicking today. Joe and Tony is still around, uh, doing great. Yeah. Uh, Danny You got D- Scenic Greens. Yep, who was Zio Pino's son. That's right. Shout out he to started Danny his and own. Annie. Yep, he started his own gigs. Can't forget Greens. about Annie. She does the books. You That's never right. get away from yeah. that. Pina does the books for Z, uh, Joe and Tony. That's right. Um, what else did he have to say about Zio, about Zio Vito? So he was a landscaper and a poet. He was a corporal in the Italian army during World War II, and a member of Saint Catherine of Siena Catholic Church, Largo. Survivors include his wife Maria, two sons Damiano, Largo. 
and Salvatore in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Two daughters, Giuseppina Ciccio Messere, Italy, and Vincenza Lupacino Largo. Four brothers, Rosalino and Pino, both of Phoenix, and Tony and Pietro, both of Chicago. I love, I, just to say, I love how they gave Tony the Americanized name and Pietro the Italian name. I caught that too. Right? Yeah. Like, usually it's the, it's the exact opposite. But somebody that, wrote this. Right. That yeah. just cracked me up. Yeah. Pietro is spelled right, so definitely mm-hmm. somebody Italian. It was definitely an this. Italian. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it says, Antonio and Pietro of Chicago. Three sisters, Elena Rotondi, Maria Vicari, and Tina Mauro, all of Chicago. Nine grandchildren and great-grandchild and then it mentions the funeral parlor's name, which we can leave out. But that's beautiful. Like, thank you for sharing that, Rob, because thank you. it expands on what we've been talking about, how nonna baby, grandma baby had, you know, her children, and then they mm-hmm. ended up starting their own families, and they ended up starting their own families. Yeah. Now we have, you know, nine grandchildren and a great-grandchild. And since then, because this was 1993, family has grown even more. Quite so a bit more. It's a beautiful circle of life because, not to be corny, but this is an obituary. But at the bottom, you could see how the legacy continues. 100%. Like, by no means was this the end of a story. It's just, it was just the end of a chapter, essentially. Correct. And... That legacy continues to live on, and that's why we are doing this podcast, so that we can honor that legacy and honor the people that came before us. Mm-hmm. 100%. And thank them for our existence, our, mm-hmm. our culture. That's right. And speaking of, thank you, Robbie, once again for that email. I hope we get another email from you after this episode. I'm sure we will. All right. Finally here, we have Who's an this? email from... Oh, man, this name is so tough to pronounce. It's, I, I want to say Adrian. No. You know, like from Rocky? No. Is it, do you think it's, no, it's not Adrian? No. No? Oh, you know what? There's an A Adriana? in there. Adriana? Adriana. Adriana? What an awkward name. Yeah. Adrian! Oh, there you go. <laughs> this is, of course, my sister, Adriana Olick. Adriana. Adriana Olek. It's a beautiful name. When you pronounce it in Italian, Adriana, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful name. There's what so is. many names that are just butchered when you put the... I'm sorry. When you just put that like... You mean when we just call her age? Yeah, don't or like my that. sister, Tanel. Ten- oh, no. Antonella. It's such a beautiful name. It Tenel. is. Antonella. Barbara. Adriana. My sister, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Barb. And then, and then Lisa. <laughs> but Lisa, I'm even kidding. in the 10, Lisa. Exactly. I'm just messing. It's pretty. It is. So from my sister, Adriana, first of all, love this. The stories are bringing me back to the simpler yet crazy times when I was younger. Times were crazier back then. Um, I don't know if they were crazier. It, it just, it was, we were just less. Um, you know what was crazier? The, the crazy thing was that we were around each other that much more often. I think that's what was crazy. Yeah. It was, it was that much more, th- there was just that much more going on. That's right. the craziness she's referring. Cause she's talks about, we all have great memories of the farm. Picaniques. Mike, you remember? That's right. I cannot wait. We have to have the Zia's on 
and talk about the picnics because yes. picnic is such a staple in our family because mm-hmm. multiple times a summer. Well, I mean, when you have a family that big, right? Yeah. It's easy to just get together like a bussy woods or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And it was always it was always a, you know, everybody brings their own plate. So, what is the most famous picture in our family? If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look around your house or ask your parents if you're one of the younger generation and you're not sure what I'm talking about. There is a photo and it's of uh, right after when I was baptized. It's in my parents' backyard in North Lake, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And literally everybody is in this picture. Uh, my grandfather, my grandmother, your father, your mother. My father, my mother, obviously. Mm-hmm. My godmother, Tio Giochino, uh, Tio Nino. Everybody is in this photo. Um, and it's huge. Everybody. Like, the, 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 yeah. the family is big. And the photography for that period wasn't that great. So it's, you know. But this picture has mm-hmm. been duplicated and shared like on the level of like Facebook level. I mean, everybody has a copy of this picture, everybody. And it was from my baptism. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because there's like everybody. And obviously I was born on this day, so I don't have any memory of this, but all my sisters, uh, a lot of the older cousins remember they were at a picnic at, uh, I want to say Zilpino or Zilnino's farm in Woodstock, mm-hmm. Illinois. And they were all at a picnic, and my mom went into labor. Not at the picnic, but she wasn't there. I'll tell you what, Mike. Let me, let me finish this statement real quick here. From Adriana, one of my favorites is when we were at the farm, which I remember being in the middle of nowhere with no bathrooms and a pump for water, and everyone cheering when we heard Michael was born. That's the one. Obviously, we didn't have a cell phone, so if you can get the real story of how that happened, that would be great. Anyway, looking forward to hearing more. So, Michael, this is the story that you're referring to. Yeah, and that's that's an amazing point, is somehow, okay, no cell phones, right? But word got out. Yeah, I, I was born at Northwestern Hospital in Chicago, mm-hmm. all right? So, somehow, they were able to call the farm in Woodstock and let them know that I was born and everybody cheered. And it was, it was a celebration short lived because <laughs> by the time I was five years old, everybody hated me. And we'll get into that as we That's develop. Right. It only took what three decades for you to get back on their good side. About, <laughs> about, yeah. Oh man. Well, Adriana, you, you just brought up a beautiful memory for Mike. So that, well, I don't know if that's quite a memory for you, but I remember coming out. I remember coming out and being like, "We got to call the family." (laughs) That was the first thing. Doctor was like, "You're a a baby. You can't use a phone." And I'm like, "Give me that goddamn phone!" In a thick Chicago accent, it was weird. Uh, Adriana, thank you so much for emailing. We appreciate that you're listening to us and uh, and you know that you're just an awesome sister. I I have two pretty amazing sisters. I have two amazing sisters too. You do, and that you know what's funny is that. My sisters and your sisters mm-hmm. and you and I are all very close. That's right. And that's, I love that. It is pretty amazing. Yep. You know, like you're, my, my sisters still get their hair cut at your sister's place. And Adrian, I'm going to give you a little shit because your uh, email has no subject. 
Ooh, that's true. Wow. Adriana, I mean, put a I little mean, effort it, into it. Please. It even asks you before you send it. Are yeah. you sure you want to send this email? You don't have a subject. You and know you, what? Yeah, you clicked yes. I, I may have to rescind my appreciation of my sister at this point. Yeah. I mean, it could say like best podcast ever. Right. Love my brother. Love my cousin. So many things. Michael and Peter are the funniest. You know, anything. It's just no subject in parentheses. No. No, just uh, it's just go fuck yourself in parentheses. You know what it is from last week? About Fangula, exactly. In parentheses, (laughs) in parentetico. (laughs) Well, that will do it for us on this episode of this Italian American Life. If you guys do have any emails for us, please send them along at this Italian American Life at gmail.com. Once again, that's this Italian American Life at gmail.com. On behalf of my Cousin Mike. Yo. My name's Peter. I'm a Michael. And you've been listening to this Italian American life. Buonanotte. Ciao tutti. Ciao ciao. Italiano vero.